Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. Kim Hickey here, and I am super excited as usual because I get to handpick all my guests. And so I'm very excited about the people that I have on. And today I have Mr. Terry Choate Jr. with us. And Terry, hi, Terry. Hello, Kim. Nice to be here. So I want to tell you a little bit about Terry. Terry was a lieutenant and a SWAT team <laughs> commander and uh, with law enforcement, long history. And he's going to tell you more about his story. But he absolutely fascinates me and what he does now. He's one of the founders of uh, Blue U Defense, which all of the links will be down in the comments for you to find it. But when the pandemic happened and things started really hitting the skids and, you know, people were looting and rioting and people turning to drugs and so many things. It just, we, we called upon Terry and said, can you help us out here? Can you speak to um, some of our members and clients and talk to them? Because as we always say, you know, being a business owner, you're not just a business owner. You're a parent. You could be a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, a business partner, friend, someone at your church, whatever. You have a lot of roles in your life and we can't be so in our head and just think about we're only business owners and only think about that. There's a lot of things that happen in our personal lives that affect our business and things that happen in our business that affect our personal life. So Terry is a wealth of information and so is his company about ways to protect yourself for things that you didn't even realize. And there's so many things and we cannot speak about them all today because there's hundreds and hundreds of scenarios and situations and things that happen to protect yourself. And so today, Terry, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day because I know more than ever you are in demand with all the craziness going on in the world. So I know you have a story to share with us of some real life things going on. And uh, so I'll, I'll stop yapping and uh, let you just jump into it. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate the opportunity to be on. Every time we do something with ATI and with your with your stuff, Kim, I I, I think it's just, uh, I love doing it. I love the the organization. Um, we won't be at a, a super conference this year, but um, we wish we were. We love the best conferences uh, of any we've ever been to. But anyway, to get to the uh, important uh, stuff here, we're basically considered to be thought leaders in what creates true security. Um, and this basically means that we're always thinking, analyzing, evaluating, always trying to understand things, see problems that no one else sees and 
ultimately finding practical solutions to these problems. And that's really why we exist. That's really why I started this company. It means that we don't just assume that because we have, uh, we've been doing something for years that because the experts recommended, because it's labeled a best practice, that it's, it's going to work. The best in any prof- profession will be thought leaders. And really, a lot of times we're considered to be pain in, a pain in the butt because when we sit through presentations and listen to uh, solutions to different types of things, security related, um, we question everything. We never just assume that because somebody's telling us something that it's going to be true uh, and, and accurate. So we, and this is what we always recommend of our clients and anybody on this call right now, just because I tell you something does not mean it's true. Don't accept it as, as fact. Um, look at it and try to figure out for yourself whether it makes sense or not. So many things today are, are about, it looks good. It sounds good on paper, but it's never going to work when reality strikes. And that is even when it comes from the people that are, are assumed to be the expert of experts. Are you, like I got to just interrupt you for a second and you know how I am because you've been on different shows with me. It's so refreshing. One of the things I love about you is so refreshing because you are honest and you're like, listen, do your due diligence, ask questions. Don't take things at face value because we know that in every, for everything that's going on in our life right now, there are thousands of self-proclaimed experts that are like, this is the only way do as I say, don't question anything, go on. And and that's just nonsense. And so I thank you for being honest and having the courage to say, listen, don't even take what I say at face value, ask questions, look around, do it. And that your ego allows you to say, go look at other places and enlighten yourself. So thank you for that, Terry. Yeah, no problem. I, I, and that's really what this is all about. This is these are the problems that we're we're trying to correct. I mean, when before COVID, it was amazing that the growth that we had start off as a little, you know, small local uh, company, and and suddenly we become national in scope, working with some of the biggest companies in the world. Uh, down to some of the to, down to some of the smallest, and when COVID hit, it really just uh, brought a complete halt to our business. So I was able to start refocusing on different types of things, looking at the business from a different perspective, on, and what is going to be more COVID proof, or what should I say, pandemic proof? I mean, and also when we get into situations like this, it pushes people home more. Um, a lot of people ended up working from home, and when we move, threats will move with us. Ultimately, if we are become a more home-based society, threats are going to become more home-based. So I started focusing more on that aspect of it and found that I really uh, enjoy it a lot more. I found that I don't have to talk people in to wanting to keep people secure like I do with businesses. Um, everybody wants to keep their homes and families secure. So that became more of, of, of what I focused on. But what was really interesting about it was that that home-based security starting at home is carried right into the workplace. And and, and the best way for it to have a secure work workplace is to have employees who have secure homes. It's, it's pretty amazing how this stuff works. And the other thing that was interesting about it, I just really came to this enlightening moment recently um, with one of my banking clients who is the most customer-friendly, incredible bank in the country. It's called Extraco Bank. But what happened is it made me realize that the best way 
to enhance security in your organization is through exceptional customer service. If you truly care about your customers and truly care about your employees, there is nothing that will secure your organization more than that. It's pretty incredible. And it's a whole thing we're doing now. But um, ultimately, I just wanted to give you a feel for where I've come with this and, and where I really focus my efforts now. You know, you you mentioned something, and I want to make sure everybody heard that now that people are more home-based, the threats are moving home-based, right? The bad guys are always going to find a way. Whatever, you know, credit card encryption we get or new alarms or photos coming in at the second saying, you know, a, a tree blew past your security alarm or any of that, there, there's always going to be a way that they overcome it. So, so diligence on our part and being aware of our surroundings, regardless of what kind of sense of security you think you have because you have an alarm or because you carry a handgun or because you, you know, read whatever the latest stuff is, they're, they're going to find a way. Right. And, and now they're coming to our homes because that's where people are, right. There are less and less people in parking lots now and so on and so forth. So, you know, sadly the bad guys, they, they find a way. So, so your home is under siege way more than it ever was in the past. And you need to be aware of that. Well, and it's not its not just about physical harm anymore. It's about reputational harm. It's about saying the wrong things or doing the wrong things or having the wrong viewpoint that we may not call uh, politically correct and how that will not only can destroy you reputationally, but it could absolutely get you killed um, because it has in a lot of cases. So parents now have this controversy. What do we teach our kids? Do we teach our kids to stand up for what they think or believe is right? Or do we keep them to teach them to keep their mouth shut to make sure that they don't become victims? Um, it's, it's a tough situation for parents these days. And thankfully, my son's 35 years old, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. The problem is I have a granddaughter now to worry about. So, But it's, 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 this is, times are difficult right now. Um, they, they they really are. And we have to start thinking differently about this stuff, whether we're parents or uh, business owners. It, it, it doesn't matter um, because this stuff's going to impact us one way or another in a lot of different ways. So I, I, I wanted to just kind of go over something. This is something that I read an article about this. I heard about this in a school district and it made me stop and actually ended up uh, responding to this pretty loudly or as loudly as I could. And I need to, I need to get this out there. Um, so there's a school district and the taxpayers, parents uh, being a big part of it, started complaining about uh, the tax base, what, what it was costing. They were going up. They started to demand that the school look at its budget and cut the budget. And ultimately, they were successful. The school uh, cut their budget uh, fairly, fairly significantly. But what they didn't do was after they took this stance and, and, and really pressured the school to cut the budget, they didn't really care or follow up on what the school was actually going to cut. And in this particular case, what the school cut was the school resource officer, all of their safety uh, uh, elements uh, um, that they had in place. And that was the, where the majority of the, the money came from for the cuts. Now, now, the parents 
had no clue that this was happening. And if they did have a clue that this was happening, my guess is they probably wouldn't have been so vocal about tax cuts or they would have played a bigger role in uh, uh, understanding what was actually going to be cut. Because here's the problem. If something happens at this school now, the outcry is always going to be, what did you do to keep my kids safe? Okay. And without really realizing that the tax cut that they pushed for without following through on what was actually going to be cut may or could play a huge role in the outcome, um, not only preventing, but the outcome of an incident of violence if prevention efforts fail. So I want I need people to know and understand that be careful what you ask for, um, because you just might get it, I guess is what they say. If you want and push for these things, just make sure you go to the next level and understand exactly what it is they're cutting, because most of the time that doesn't happen. And this is the type of uh, result it creates. You know, that just sounds so crazy to me that anybody would be cutting that right now. I mean, children, the suicide is up, cyberbullying's up, physical bullying is up. So many things are going on in the world that why would you cut your resource officer and security in the school? I mean, people talk about school shootings all the time and everything else. So what the heck are they thinking? I mean, what are they thinking? I think that the, here's the problem. They just don't think it's ever going to happen uh, because if they did, if think that it was going to happen, trust me, they wouldn't cut anything security related. In fact, they'd be taking uh, uh, money from other places and putting it into the uh, areas of security. So, uh, but the bottom line is they just don't think anything's going to happen. That, and that's just, that's typical of security in any company. Anybody who doesn't put forth the effort, the time, and the investment in security, it, the bottom line is, is it because they don't really truly believe anything is ever going to happen. I mean, think about it, Kim. If you thought something was going to happen and you thought there was a good chance of it, trust me, you wouldn't cut the things that would protect you from that. If it does happen, you'd actually spend more time and money on it. So ultimately, that's really the bottom line of security. You have to believe that it's going to happen. Because if you don't, you won't do anything to take steps necessary to prevent it from happening or give your employees what they need to deal with it if your prevention efforts fail. It's just, I know I've said the word shocking already, but in today's world and the climate of things and as polarized as the, the, the world is becoming and as over the top, everybody gets about their opinions and everything that's going on. This is, there was ever a time in the world to be security conscious. I mean, th this is the time, right? And to be teaching your kids how to be more careful and what to look for, because most of us think we're immortal. We're going to be here forever. And especially younger people and children, they're, they're fearless. They don't have any fears of anything that's going on or something bad's going to happen because most parents or grandparents or whatever family situation they're in do a great job of making them feel safe at home, making them feel secure, making them feel loved. And, you know, in some ways we're doing a disservice for not preparing them about what could be going on. Right. And not being a little bit more maybe transparent with the real world, because the real world is is a scary place today. Well, and, and you're absolutely right. And, and here's the other problem with the real world. A lot of people aren't aware 
of what the real world is. And, and here's why. Do you know how many people I have met lately who say, um, and I understand, but how many people say, I don't watch the news anymore um, because I'm sick and tired of the politics. I'm sick and tired of hearing about COVID. But do you know, if you think about this, <laughs> communist countries, do you know the first thing they do or prevent people from getting is the news? Because they know that an uneducated, unaware uh, a society is going to be have their eyes closed, I guess, against what is re really going on, and as a result, they won't stand up to take a, a, a against the you know the government. So, why anybody would say I don't watch the news anymore? Um, and and it's not just not watching the news. I tell people all the time, you have to watch multiple news sources because if you only watch one these days, you won't get all of the news. But if you don't, you know, it's like I do I do live training courses all the time and I ask people, how many of you heard about the female who was all out raped on a subway car full of people in Philadelphia and no one did anything. And so many people, I never heard that. I, I never heard it. I had no knowledge of it. How many people have heard about the female who was followed into her apartment building recently by someone and, got, and was stabbed 40 times? And I could go on and on and on. And people, so I, I always tell people, listen, safety and security, a huge huge part of it is understanding what's going on and understanding what the threats are. So, so, so you have to watch the news and be aware of this stuff. So, so let me just ask you this, because I understand what so it's overwhelming when you listen to the news, when you read the news, what you don't know whose, whose side of it is the truth, right? There's always that saying there's three sides to every story. There's this side, that side, and then somewhere in the middle lies the truth. But it is so negative and such negative energy that for some people, it's really wearing them down. I mean, we our suicide rate is, I think, at an all-time high. I, I've never heard of so many people in my life that know somebody that knows somebody that right now is, you know, either suffering from severe depression or suicide, and they just, they can't cope. And it's so much negative stuff and so much horrible things going on. I think at some point people are like, I can't function. I, I need to have some positive things in my life and I need to tune out, but there has to be a happy medium, right? Somewhere in the middle where you get information, but maybe get it in a way that is, is comfortable for you that you could take it in smaller doses because while it's wonderful to tune out the negative stuff and say, I, not me, not in my happy bubble, you're not bothering me today. There has to be that information access at the same time, right? Absolutely. And and again, I, you know, I look at it like, you know, you, when you say you don't know what's true or what's not true, I guess here's the way I look at it is, you know, you, if you gather information from several different sources, what's true and what's not true will become clear. I mean, right. it, it's just a matter of common sense in a lot of cases, you know, just look at something again. I, I can't sit here and tell you, oh, this new source is better than others. I, I look at all of them because I need to know what all of them are saying. Because one thing I will tell you, if you don't realize this, is that there is absolutely uh, there uh, uh, many things that some news stations will report and others won't even touch it. And it's all politics-based. And there are other things that some news sources will cover and um, others will do the same thing, but with a completely different spin on it. But if you, the bottom line is, if you don't watch the news and you don't watch it from several different perspectives, you're not, you'll never know what the threats are. 
and you need to know what the threats are in order to stay safe and keep your kids and your businesses safe against them. It's a lot. Poor business owners today, it's a lot. (laughs) I know every generation thinks they have it more difficult than the generation before. And but boys, different things coming at us today for sure that I, I don't think anyone ever expected or uh, we're prepared for any any kind of training. So speaking of security, there's, there's a lot of things that people need to be aware of that they're going on. And again, I know we don't have enough time today and I'm going to direct everybody again to, to your website to look at your program. And I want to ask you about some of the new things you're offering at the end of this, but the top, can you kind of just go through like the top three things that you think everyone needs to be paying attention to right now that they're probably not? Yeah, absolutely. So, so what a lot of companies don't, don't realize is that regardless of how small they are, and I, I believe the number is 10 employees or more, most companies have a desire to keep their employees safe. Um, but what they don't realize let is that, that it's, let us hope that it is all companies and not most companies, Terry. Well, but there's a, you, you know, one thing you'll find, Kim, is that a, a lot, every company will say they have a desire to keep their employees safe, but what they actually do says, tells you a completely different I know, story. but I'm going to be a little bit of a Pollyanna and stick my head in the sand right now and pretend everybody wants to. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think they do. I think every company does have a desire to keep themselves safe, but what every company doesn't realize is that they have a responsibility to do that. Um, and what is that? Where does that uh, responsibility come from? It's really OSHA. There's something called the General Duty Clause. It's uh, Section 5A-1. And basically, it says in very general terms that if you are an employer, you have a responsibility to keep your employees safe and secure from known threats. Well, here's the interesting thing about acts of violence in the workplace now, okay? Just in general, OSHA is now starting to consider these things known threats. Even if there's not a specific circumstance, they're becoming so common all across the country in workplaces that that is considered in many cases to be a known threat. So much so that they are giving their investigators instructions now on how to investigate these things, to always tell business owners that, or ask the question, what are you doing? against active shooter and acts of violence. And and most business owners, especially small companies, which is really our bread and butter, they don't understand this or they they don't know this, that it's not just about a desire, it's a responsibility. Uh, to do it. And and to ask a business owner, tell me what you're doing to prevent uh, uh, inc- uh, something from happening. And if it does happen, what are you doing to train your employees how to successfully resolve it? Most of them have nothing, literally. And that includes sometimes really big companies, even, believe it or I, not. I mean, I believe it. And I just, gosh, I think in the past two or three weeks, I've seen three articles about somebody going into an automotive repair shop and not being happy over the bill or they worked there before. There were a couple different reasons why, but three shootings. And and so the places that even before these things didn't happen in are, are happening in, right? And so it puts an entirely different spin on with the OSHA being OSHA requirement. And a lot of things that I hear all the time people saying, you know, I want to be a servant leader. I, I, you know, that's how I want to lead my company. I want to do all that. But 
if you're not taking all the steps and, and making sure that you're protecting them in this new world that we live in and everything that's going on, not only is it a legal responsibility due to OSHA and other things, and if you get sued, you better believe that everyone is going to go through your stuff and say, you never did an active shooter drill or talked about any of these things. So you're liable, it's your fault. But as the people that say they're servant leader, I mean, what is a better definition of servant leader than somebody that's, you know, taking care of all of these things and, and their people physically, emotionally, and, and, and trying to protect them from anything bad that can happen. They can't protect everybody from everything, but we need to put those things in place to try to do what we can to minimize the risk for our people coming into work or our home or anything else, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and really, I think, you know, uh, servant leadership is a buzzword or, or we'll call it a buzz. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, it's a very popular buzzword, though. Oh, yeah, it's very, very popular. I mean, I still think I hear from a lot of people many times still <laughs> fail to understand what it really is. It is what most people decide on their own because we have that there. They advertise to some people that honesty, integrity or whatever. And then the, the parts late or something happens. They're like, well, just tell the customer this happened and show or, you know, I'm going to pay cash for take a cash deal so that I don't have to claim it on my taxes. So there's a lot of uh, misconstrued definitions, I think, out there. Absolutely. <laughs> but we could do a whole podcast on that alone. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's just but 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 again, a happy workforce, a workforce that is just thrilled to be working for your company, a workforce that is just, that just wants nothing more than to, to make customers happy equates to a far more secure company than uh, companies who have employees that don't understand what the mission really is, don't understand what they're trying to accomplish, don't have a culture uh, um, that supports uh, of this type of philosophy, it's 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 a it's an elusive set of of goals, I guess, and achievements uh, for for companies. But but again, I mean, happy employees create a whole lot of good things inside of a company. And number one, being a more secure uh, a place, and and you have to be as a business owner, you have to give them the resource. I always tell people. If God forbid something happens inside of your organization, an act of violence or whatever it happens to be, what you want to be able to do is say, hey, I not only did what I was required to do to prevent it and keep people safe, I did a lot more. And here is what I did. I gave them access to resources. I can't force them to do everything, but I gave them everything they needed if they wanted to get it. And that goes a long way if something were to happen. Um, so again, not only what you're required to do, and most companies, if I say, are you doing what you're required to do? They, they're they not even doing that. But again, you want to be able to say, I not only did that, I did a lot more than that. That's really I think that this is also ha having this kind of training and really putting forth the effort to do everything you can to keep all your people safe is a huge recruitment tool because today, People don't want to leave their house. You know, they can work pretty much anywhere remotely. And it's getting more and more challenging to find people to actually come into a workplace and work when they can get a remote job anywhere. So having that that peace of mind and to be able to, to promote and when you're interviewing, saying we have this whole training because we really care about you and your safety and 
you can bring these things that you learned with your, you know, home to your family and you can assure your family that we take every precaution here. So we have a couple minutes left here. Do you want to just briefly tell them about what, what you have going on to offer our listeners for programs and trainings like this? And I know they're going to click on your link. I'm going to tell you again, uh, tell everybody again to click on the link uh, in the comments and go check out Blue U Defense. But you want to explain a little bit about what you have going on? Yeah, basically what we've really been striving to try to do is we recognize the challenges that small companies face. Number one, financial resources. Uh, Number two, time. You've got uh, uh, running short staff, like probably most every other business around the company. is. So to be able to pull employees away to train them is going to be very, very difficult. Um, The resources to deal with some of the uh, challenges, security related challenges that you face every, every all throughout the course of the year, really, that you don't have the internal expertise to resolve properly that can then result in liability, uh, danger to employees if you don't resolve them properly. We found um, all of these things to be huge challenges and hindrances to creating what needs to be done to keep a company safe and liability free. So we've been working really hard on on coming up with a program um, that resolves all of these issues from cost you know, if you're if you're an employee that's less than 100 or an employer with less than 100 employees, we've come up with a program that gives them everything they need for $99 a month. And, and that's really what we've been focusing our attention on. How do we create in everything we do extreme value at low cost or because of low cost and what we've included in it? That's what our goal is. So everything we do, that's the goal of it. So if you go to our website, as you mentioned to them, Kim, on the front page, there's a pop-up. It'll take you to that particular product. But, you know, we have a lot of things that that we can offer. You do have a lot of fantastic products. And listen, I don't know, trying to keep up with everything that has to be done in today's business world and all the different hats many of our uh, shop owners are wearing because of being shorthanded, even the best laid plans when you have three or four people out sick at the same time and, and everything else. I mean, it's a lot of businesses are operating at bare bones right now. And so to try to keep up on all the legalities of everything, safety and OSHA requirements, and are you doing everything that you can to keep your people safe in the eyes of the law, in the eyes of OSHA, and everything else? I mean, it's, it's an impossible task. So I appreciate that you put something together for the smaller businesses that is reasonable and not going to put you out of business because that's been a huge thing. I I think in, in speaking with other business owners and they're like, yeah, I understand all these things are going on and I need to put something in place, but you know, I can't afford $10,000 right now to have, you know, this done for me or, or people to help. So I really appreciate um, you coming by today and spending some time with me as always. And, uh, I I just, if anyone gets anything from this, please be diligent, pay attention to your surroundings, check out some of the things on the website, because it might prompt you to start thinking about things that you don't normally think about. Stay involved at your kid's school when you're voting for things or you hear stuff going on. Make sure you really understand on a granular level what what those things are that, that you're voting for. So Terry, final words for our listeners. Yeah, just you, you you just hit it hit it right, Kim. Pay attention to to what's going on with your kids. Pay attention. We've had some really unbelievably 
I want to call them creepy circumstances at churches recently. I mean, you know, again, it's not just your business. It, it's it's what's going on. It's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So yeah. try to pay attention to what's going on and just keep a way to stay positive amongst all of it. It's a lot of information to take in when you're, when you're hearing all the negative things, but we have to be aware. We can't put our head in the sand and uh, we, we got to do something about it. So everybody stay safe, make good choices, stay inspired. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much, Terry. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.